Welcome back to week two of the Bluegrass Dashboard Podcast. I'm Kayla Van Hoos. With me is John Moore and Josh Davis. We're going to give you our region previews today. But first, we're going to recap the Zip Zone Classic that we talked so much about last week. Um, there were a lot of games going on on Saturday at Sean Clark's old gym and Inez, and it was a, it was a pretty great environment. What do you think I'll, of the gym, John? Have you, have you ever been in there? I've been in there. I was in there before it got condemned. Yeah. So, you know, back when they actually played games there, and then, you know, they, they got condemned and they redid it. Um, I was impressed. I mean, obviously, you can see there's a lot of work they're still trying to do, but it was a good um, a good place to have it. The, the floor was in good shape. You know, um, I, I enjoyed my time there. It was in the middle of nowhere when I got lost, but, you know, so it happens when you travel down the mountains. But uh, okay. overall, it was, a good, it was a good experience. I enjoyed the uh, oatmeal raisin cookies that I got in the hospitality room. And they had Dr. Pepper in a can. And anybody knows me knows that I only drink Dr. Pepper in a can. I don't drink it out of a bottle or out of the fountain. Because to me, Dr. Pepper in a can is like crack, but I probably shouldn't say that. Anyway. So, yeah. So, that was, that was a win for you then. Yes, Dr. Yeah. Pepper in a can. Um, we saw several games. Um, I sat there all day and watched all of them, except for the, the early games. The, they had a middle school contest early in the morning. And I got there for the girls' basketball game, Sheldon Clark played, and, and their girls look pretty good. But I want to talk about, you know, Pikeville versus Greenup County. We had a couple of kids that really kind of showed out for Pikeville that I didn't expect. They got a freshman, Riley Sammons. He had 17 points. He's about 6'6 six, six and growing. So, well, for Pikeville this year, obviously, they, they you know, they went to state tournament last year. And, you know, their best player left and graduated. So they're going to be a different type of team. You know, it's different when you have that guy, that main guy, compared mm-hmm. to playing, you know, when you don't have him. So obviously they're going to have – they're going to have a different – they're going to look different than they have in years past. They so have. Coached, and They'll be good. They're well coached. Yeah. The the points are more distributed evenly throughout Pottsville this year. But I like their style of basketball. And, you know, I'm going to keep that abbreviated since we're going to go through region by region this, this, uh, podcast, but, but I was really impressed by what I saw out of, out of Pikeville and they had ended up beating Greenup County 61 to 49. Uh, the second game was Elliott County and Shelby Valley. Wasn't, uh, too bad of a matchup really. It was pretty competitive, but, you know, uh, Elliott County won 78 to 69. Elliott County just has, you know, Corbin Spencer who, I mean, he's just going to get it done. He's a pretty good player. Solid guard, he can score. You know, um, I caught game the three. tail end. Of, I caught the tail end of that game, and yeah. um, what stuck out to me was that both teams, while if you were to just look at them at the eye test, they really don't stand out. But both teams, even Shelby Valley, I know they they lost, but they had some guys that could really shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. So you know, which is kind of a staple in the mountains. But um, it was a good. I caught. We caught the second half of it, and it was. You know, I mean, obviously. Um, you know, Elliott won, but I was I was impressed. Both teams played hard, and and both of them shot the ball really well. I think you see a whole lot of hustle out this way, and that's that's just. And I'm not saying that you don't see that in the 11th region or whatever. It's just a little bit different. You've got a little it's bit more. Yeah. 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 It's more physical. I think you know it. You know it's it's just good. It's good basketball to me because it's what I've grown up with. So um, I think everybody kind of started showing up around this time when Scott County and, and University Heights. Um, played because everybody kind of wanted to see Kiki and and Michael Moreno. Um, UHA though, like they kind of came out flat. It, it it wasn't like anything that I that I'd seen them do before. Um, 
Scott County ended up pulling out the win, 84-58. Michael Moreno looked good, though. I mean, solid. You were there for that one, weren't you, John? Yeah, we watched that whole game. and You know, uh, Moreno's great, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of good players around him. And, and I'll talk mm-hmm. about that when we get down, you know, when we talk about the region breakdown. But, um, yeah. you know, Kiki's kind of the man on the island this year. Yeah. He's a little very talented, but when they play higher-level teams, he's going to expend so much energy that it's going to be hard for him to sustain a high-level play throughout the game, mm-hmm. you know, because he has to do so much. Um, but I'm sure, you know, Josh, you'll, you'll talk about that when we break down that region. Um, yeah. But, you know, the thing that really stuck out to me was the second half started and, and Scott County started four JV players in Moreno and increased the lead. So uh, I think that speaks volumes to what Scott County is um, yeah. as a program from top to bottom. But then, and, you know, that, that's Scott to County be expected. Is- Scott County's upperclassmen heavy, but I was talking to Jr. and it's almost like Billy's got a system in place where it doesn't really matter. It's almost as if those. The thing about Scott County, and obviously I, I know a lot more about them because I'm in the area, but yeah, their middle school programs, you know, that three middle school feeder programs in Georgetown, and Georgetown Middle, Royal Springs, and Scott County Middle, all three of those schools are always very competitive at the middle school level. When you play Scott County freshman or Scott County JV, those teams are always really good. So. Yeah. It's also one of those things where the culture is the expectation is to win, and to, they have that confidence going in. Which at Scott County Cross our chest, we're going to win. So even though they're very upperclassmen heavy um, and they're very talented in this class, they're going to be good for a while because that's just the culture at Scott County. That's yeah, the way it is. That's what we were talking about. You just kind of it's in place, and and they've got that system going where you know when the seniors graduate, it's like the juniors are ready to just take over. So right. I've always enjoyed liking them, and I've always kind of given them the nod, you know, since we since we've been doing this thing. But they looked really good, John. I mean, it, I was I oh, was impressed. Yep, yeah. Very much. Um, the the following game was Trinity, and then of course your team, uh, George Rogers Clark. You guys, you guys kind of you had a rough game. I've seen you play better because I watched you guys. Well, you're, Trinity being, you're, being, you're, you're being nice. We played good for about two quarters and two minutes. Um. You know, we just. But Trinity looked good. I mean, in, I in all fairness, David Trinity, looked good. Trinity, this, and we'll talk about this when we get to the seventh region, but this is a totally different Trinity team than what you've seen in years past, and I think in a good way. Um, yes. David Johnson scored 14 points, but the difference between David Johnson and everybody else that's on that list of the top five or six kids in the state that we talk about, you know, we've talked about is that. David Johnson doesn't have to score 35 points a night for his team to be good. Right, David Johnson is a complete player on both sides of the floor. He's a floor yep. general. He controls what goes on. He gets guys where they need to be, and he yep. does what he needs to do. Now, he had a couple of explosive dunks. You know, he can get up, you know, above the rim. And, and I was talking mm-hmm. to Coach Zabo before the game, you know, and, and, and you know, everybody's like, well, he gained some weight. And he really ha- you, can, you can see a, a vast difference in his upper body. You know, he shoots the ball well. He doesn't take bad shots. He doesn't force bad turnovers. He, yep. You know, he has total trust in all the teammates, and he does exactly what he, you know, needs to do. And we've talked about this before with Trinity. They've had NBA players on their team that don't have eye-popping numbers because of right. the style of play that they have. But, you know, like Ray Spalding averaged like 10 points and 8 rebounds a game when he was mm-hmm. a senior at Trinity, and now he's playing in the NBA. So it's not that he can't do those things. It's not that David couldn't go and score 35 a night, because I promise you he could. He just and doesn't he, have to. And he doesn't have to. And he's yeah. totally bought in 
to the name on the front of the jersey, which yep. to me, I, I was out of all the players that played in that. There was a lot of players at the zip zone of all the players yep. that I watched, and I'm not just saying this because they kicked our tail. But I've seen David play. You know, he played junior all stars this summer, and mm-hmm. we've scrimmaged Trinity before. And I've seen David play for right. the young. He was the most impressive to me because of the total all around game that he brings to the table and how much he, he is a package food. deal. He's he one hundred percent a package and deal. And I think, and here's the thing I think about him is that you could put him on U of L right now, and he would play a lot of minutes right mm-hmm. now. So, but anyway, we'll get we'll get into Trinity when we break it down. But yeah. Um, they they popped us pretty good, um, but it was, we needed it. So I know I'm not even upset about it. But go ahead next. Well, time. well, I really kind of I know that you don't want to talk about your team, but I kind of do want to talk about your team because I watched some scrimmage Dunbar. You guys have the talent, and you're you're a good team. So so what I saw Saturday was not a reflection of what you guys have going for you. So I think that you guys are going to have a great season, but sometimes that tough loss will carry you a lot farther than going there and getting that win. So I think that might have been a good thing for you all. We'll see. Long season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the following game was not Central and Johnson Central, and that was probably the best matchup of the day. Um, they just played well with each other, and it went into triple overtime, and it being a panorama, they kind of wanted to just get it over with. So for the first time in my life, I saw a game settled in sudden death. So... Oh, you don't go to many summer basketball stuff. I don't. Josh, how I don't. many times have you gone to a summer league and had to do sudden death? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, they're not. They're, none of those guys are making enough money to try to stay there all day. They were, <laughs> right. It's, right. I've seen. You know, I've, I've, I've coached in summer league games where the first overtime was sudden death, two yeah. minutes long. And then if, mm-hmm. if there's no winner after that, if it's still tied, we're the next bucket wins. And it never fails. It's like, I don't know, if, John, if you experienced this. It seems like every one of those I've been in, like somebody gets fouled about 10 seconds into that sudden death. Well, it's time. either somebody gets fouled 10 seconds in or people can't hit the broad side of the bar and you end up playing two or three minutes. Yeah. In. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. I'll tell you what, I watched, I watched, we watched three quarters of the Johnson Central knock kind of game. And, you know, the thing that stood out to me is that both teams, like Knox County, I'm knocking a block off now. I'm gonna tell you right mm-hmm. now, that's a physical basketball team, and uh, they're gonna be really good. I think they're gonna have a good year. They're well coached. They're just some strong, get after you, hard nosed guys. And if you've got a group of guys that will play hard and do what you ask them to do in high school basketball, you can get a lot done. You can get a whole lot done. So I was I was impressed with them, and of course Johnson County. They're just you know Johnson Central. They're just well coached, and you know um, he does a great job every year. They'll be right in the thick of it in the 15th, and, you know, they got some guys that can shoot the ball. The Rice kid's a nice player, so they'll be, you know, they'll be right there where they need to be. Thomas McKenzie always found a way, man. Um, (laughs) The following game was, that was when the crowd came in, Chapmanville, West Virginia, which was a state champion in their class in West Virginia, and then Pendleton County, which featured Dante Allen, you know, the the U.K. commit. You got a lot of Eastern Kentucky people who are Kentucky fans, so they showed up just to see that game. Um, right. What did you think of those two teams matching up? Well, I, I think the, the the talent level across the board was obvious. There's a big difference, and, and I don't mean that in any negative way, but you know, Pendleton County graduated a lot of kids that yeah. really helped them out last year. Some guys that took the pressure off of Dante because uh, we talked about this some last year. You know, they had a team where if you put too much pressure on Dante, they had two or three guys out there that can just stroke it from three. 
So you could you had to guard them a certain way, you know. And a couple of those kids graduated, and they're uh, they're big graduated. So you know they've got the one shooter back, and they've got Dante, and then they've got a bunch of kids that never really played varsity. So they they they've got a long way to go, and they'll go as far as Dante carries them. You know, and Dante had a great game. I think he had 34, 36 points, you know. 36, you know, I think, show, yeah. Showed off his range, you know, hit some deep threes. And, and I think that's the big part of his game that's improved a lot over the summer. Was he looked good on Saturday. Yeah, he did. Um, his range. And, you know, he can really knock down the three. Um, in Chapmanville, you know, they just have a, they had, had a better team. They had more pieces, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not yeah. a knock on Pendleton. That's just facts. Um, and I'm yeah. sure Coach, Belch, Coach Belcher would tell you the same thing. But, um, you know, they, oh, had the sure, big guy, yeah. they had the big kid in the middle, the Nigerian kid, who I don't even want to attempt to say his name because I'll butcher it. But All I right. think Kentucky is recruiting soft, but, you know, they had a rim protector. Um, so it was just really hard for Pendleton to keep up with their just overall athleticism mm-hmm. um, and strength across the floor. Um, Chapmanville would be a team, I think they're 2A in West Virginia, I would probably put them in the top ten in the state of Kentucky right now. I think they're about that level. Um, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're well coached. They're a, they're a program in West Virginia in 2A that's always very successful and highly thought of. So it's not like it's a bad loss and it's a scrimmage, you know. But um, Dante did right. his thing and had an individually had a great performance, you know. And Pendleton will be better in February than they are right now when those kids right. get some games under their belt and some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but when you got a kid like Dante, you got a chance every night because he can go, you know, I mean, we were talking about it before we got on the air here, you know, he had 50 tonight in their opening game. So mm-hmm. any night, anytime you got a kid that can do that, you know, you always got a shot. So, um, you know, I didn't exactly. think it was a bad performance for Pendleton at all. It's just, they just played a better team. They were just, they were just a little outmatched. I mean, that, it they happened. Were. They were. Yeah. yeah. And the, the final game, Sean Clark always plays the last game of the Zip Zone Classic because, you know, they're the host. They don't really want to keep people there that late, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, Sean Clark met up with Eastridge, and they got the win, 64 to 59. But I want to talk well, about Eastridge. They, we, yeah, they, I was going to say, we need to talk about the, the moment before the game. Yeah. For Coach for Coach McCoy, so. Well, Sean Clark did a very classy move, because they're the host. So, host management decided that before the game started that we would all stand and we would we would begin a prayer for, for Coach Randy McCoy, who I think just about everybody in the state knows of Randy McCoy or knows him well because he's right. been in coaching high school and college for over 40 years and I, really just I, one, of the, one of the best guys I know. Um, I've played against him as a player, mm-hmm. and I've coached against him, and I've spent some late nights with him at the state tournament. Uh, he's a yeah. great guy. I think, I I think all of us have. Yeah, I, I – I can't say anyway, about Randy. I have good news though, John. I got to speak to Randy on the phone yesterday. Um, he's doing good, man. He had he had that triple bypass surgery. He right. he kind of just went to the doctor because he wasn't feeling great, and next thing you know, they scheduled him for surgery because he had a few blockages. But right. he just he just sounded great and back to his old self, and and you know that was within a week of having open heart surgery. So you know, in true Randy McCoy fashion, he's doing fantastic. But um, that's great. Yeah, man. he. He said he's going to take, you know, a little bit of time off and, and try to, you know, heal. And, you know, you don't want to go back to coaching, get your blood pressure up after open heart surgery, all that stuff. You know, he he said he doesn't know when he'll be back, but he will be back for sure. So Eastridge, without their head coach, you know, they put up 59 points against Sheldon Clark, who's pretty good defensively. He's got Trey James, who's yeah. you know, 6'11". He, he's pretty good. So Yeah, he's got a uh, chance to be a big-time player. Yep. 
So I overall, I just I just want to share a quick funny Randy McCoy story. Okay. So there there is a ref in in the Bluegrass Basketball Association which covers the 10th and the 11th region, and his name is Jimmy Beckett. Jimmy's a great guy. Jimmy's deaf, but Jimmy's a great ref. Been refing for years. So Randy comes up up this way to play in All A one year when he was coaching University Heights. They're playing over at Frankfurt Civic Center before the Civic Center, you know, they tore it down. They don't play it there anymore. Well, Randy's got Jimmy in this game. And, you know, Randy can get a little wild on the sidelines. He's not afraid to voice his opinion uh-huh. to an official or anybody else. Well, he just wasn't agreeing with some of the things that, that Jimmy was calling. And Randy got a little loud and may have used the <laughs> choice word here or there. Well, you know, no, Jimmy, never. Just turned, Jimmy, Jimmy just turned around and smiled at him. Okay, coach, you know. I'm cussing this guy. He's just smiling at me. What in the hell is going on? I'm sorry. I shouldn't cuss on the podcast anyway. That's all right. That's all right. So finally, after the game, he's talking to me and Joey Thacker. And he said, what? Do you all have this guy? I said, yeah, Jimmy. He said, what? what's the deal? I said, I said, Coach, he's deaf. He said, do what? I said, he's deaf. He didn't hear what you were saying. So he's just going to smile and turn at you, turn around and smile and laugh at you no matter what you say to him. You're not going to offend him. And Randy said, "Well, we need more guys like him officiating. If they can't hear what I'm saying, I'd have been, I'd have won more games, you know. So it's just, it was just one of those moments, man. You know, he's over here just getting after this poor guy, and this guy just ain't heard a word he's saying, just smiling and looking at him, going on about his business. I just, I can't imagine. But well, I, Randy well, McCoy. That's my politically correct Randy McCoy story for the day. Yeah, there are several that I, I just can't tell, <laughs> but um, right." But listen, I just want to say, you know, Randy, you know that we love you. I'm glad that you're doing great, and I was glad to hear from you yesterday. And if you guys that are listening want to keep Randy in your prayers, that would be great. I'm sure he needs all the good vibes he can get. Um, but overall, the Zip Zone Classic was exactly what I expected it to be. I enjoyed it. It was a great long day of basketball. It got me in that basketball mood. I think I talked to you guys last week about not really, you know, I still had volleyballs bouncing out my ears. I couldn't really get into that mode. But going to the Classic, it just, it got me there, so yeah. it was a good day of basketball. Absolutely. Um, so coming up now, we're going to do our region previews. We've kind of broken it down to where um, we all take our own little section, so I think Josh is going to lead off. So what do you got for us, Josh? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start with, with region one, and I'll, just, I'll go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to give you my top three teams. Uh, I'm going to talk about some uh, player of the year predictions and just top players in general. And let me preface by saying that, uh, you know, we, we talked about this before the, uh, we got on, on the air that, you know, this is, this is all just, this is all before a single game's been played. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it was on the Mike and Mike show, they used to do predictions sure to go wrong. So, uh, it's not, it's just, it's kind of just personal, uh, analyzations and things that, that, that Pure I, Pure speculation uh, at this point. Pure speculation, you got it. That's a good word right there. Josh's opinions are his and his alone. They do not represent the entire staff of bluegrass basketball. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll get to the fifth region later, John. Uh, I'm going to start off. Uh, to me, the obvious choice uh, in, in the first region is, is for, for to preseason favorites got to be Mayfield. They they were 17 and 0 in the regular season last year. Got upset. Got knocked off. Um, and I think because of that experience and because as much as anything, they brought pretty much everybody that was played a major role on that team back. Uh, that makes them the, the, the obvious favorite. It's, it's not a lot. Nothing's a lot because injuries can happen. There's a lot of variables, but I think that going into it, they got to be the favorite. Uh, 
uh, led by the Guthrie brothers. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll break down more of them in just a second, but, uh, those two guys probably are, you know, and, and I will tell you that they're two of my top three players in the region. Um, so I think they're the favorites going in. Paducah Tillman actually was the favorite going in last year and started off fast and kind of stumbled down the stretch. Uh, they lost the lead score, Jerome Reed. To bring back uh, some major players in Rodriguez Thomas, who's a sharpshooter, can shoot from anywhere on the floor, and two two guys that are going to make a major impact, but are kind of unknown variables, uh, are are guys that are actually coming in from other places. They've got Tyus White, who I believe is coming in from Nashville, um, and then they've also got Amari Amarion Joyce, and I hope I didn't butcher that name. If I did, I apologize. He's actually moving in from Frederick Douglass, and both guys have been, been cleared by the KHSAA, my understanding, uh, but they're both transfers who are expecting to make major impacts. And, uh, you know, they're a team that is, they're, they're almost always, you know, pretty athletic, and that's not any different this year. So I've got them in, in, the, in the top three. McCracken County, uh, I know a lot of people have Graves in that, in that third spot. I had them, uh, it was close between them and Graves, but, to me, and, and I'll kind of use this as a segue, I think they've got the best player in the region. And I think because it is close, I think when you've got the best player on the floor, he gives them a slight edge. Uh, that's that. Jackson Sibbles. Jackson Sibbles is kind of, uh, uh, he's an unknown, uh, to, I won't say unknown, because it's hard to say a guy's unknown when you've got, you know, several B1 offers, um, offers from Murray State, Northern Kentucky, Rice, Sanford, and, and several others. Um, but I think when you when it's close and you've got the best player on the floor, I think that's what gives McCracken the close edge. So I have them there. You just uh, you certainly talk about Jackson Sibbles. He's a he's a tremendous two way player. Shoots uh, with a lot of range. Was a forty percent uh, shooter from, from three last year. Uh, just again got all those D one offers. I think he's the clear. I think he's the clear favorite for player of the year. Uh, other top players to kind of throw in there. I think, uh, I mentioned the Guthrie brothers, both, uh, Connor and Carson. Connor is more of a three point shooter. And when I say shooter, I mean 250 of them last year. That's, that's, that's thrown it up Ooh. quite a bit. Man, is that uh, a big fall off? I know. That's, I think I'm doing the math, which is not my strong subject. I think it was right at eight, eight threes attempted a game. Uh, which was the bulk of his shots. And when you're, when you're throwing up that many, you're shooting 40%, you know, you're putting a lot of points on the board. Uh, a lot of people believe his brother Carson is actually, you know, maybe the more complete player. Uh, but they, you know, he's a good compliment. He averaged almost right at a double-double last year and they expected to, to do that. And then um, again this year, uh, they play well together. Uh, they grew up playing together, obviously being brothers. And, you know, they helped lead a team to 17 and 0 in the regular season region. So, they're, you know, they're a big part of those stats of why they're, you know, why they're, I think, the favorites again. But, and then another, another guy I had on there was Ryan Mathis, uh, from Grace County. Uh, and just, you know, talking about guys that make, uh, everybody around you better. Uh, you know, we said, I said that about Jackson Civil. He definitely does that for Grace. Gets other guys involved. He can score it too. Uh, and kind of has a knack for, you know, taking and making big shots and, you know, the, you know, the former coach in me was, was, a, was a guy that, uh, isn't afraid of the moment. He's definitely not that. So the others to watch, the obvious one here to me is Zion Harmon. Not a matter of ability at all. It's a matter of eligibility. Doesn't have it yet. Uh, and I say yet because I, I think at some point he, that may happen. He's, they're still fighting that. Um, I coached against him, coached against him in the fifth region. He's, he's as advertised. He can, he, he's, 
sophomore. Uh, if he gets cleared, uh, that changes things up a little bit. But I, I will add to that. Uh, you know, I think it's a. I think a lot of people are assuming that if he gets cleared, that makes Marshall County the favorite. I, I'm not willing to go there, and and the reason being is because he's kind of been in so many different places that. He is. There's not. There's, he hasn't grown up and developed in any one system. And I think you know you saw it at the Dare County last year. A lot of people just assumed they were going to win the fifth, and just they 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 didn't. Uh, they uh, tremendous talent, and it's not a knock on him. But I think anytime you've been in that many different places, it's 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 hard for the guys around you to to gel. And I witnessed it firsthand. Along with that. There's a little bit of a show that comes with it, and and that's that's that that comes with the territory when you're one of the top ranked, if not the best player at your position in, in that sophomore class. So, and not just in the state, in the, in the entire country. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, that's kind of how I see the first region breaking down. Uh, you know, there's and obviously, you know, it's, anything can happen. Guys can get hurt. Uh, guys can can come in, and guys can step up and have a breakout performance that. Maybe people don't see coming. So, but that's how I see the first breaking down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Going on to the second region, uh, and this is, I'm kind of glad that you guys brought up the, you guys got to see USA play up at the, uh, up at the zip zone. And, and I had them in my top three, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waver on that, and this is why. Uh, I, I, there's my pick to win, to win the second. That's not why, but I, you know, it's so hard to see. The full thing, the, the finished product in, uh, in a preseason game, you know, they're, they're teenagers and they're excited because there's good competition there. Um, but there's a couple of variables. Number one, I said in the beginning, I think it's Scott County show and, and then, and then everybody else. Um, but I think that's, that, that's, there's, I think Scott County controlled some of that. I also think because you're dealing with teenage kids that, and John, you know this, Kayla, you do too, you guys both coach. Uh, you can come up with the greatest inspirational speech of everything, and, and, and they've heard it enough to know that it is still an exhibition, and there are, some, there are going to be some guys that are going to be hard to get motivated for that. I'm not using that as an excuse. They may not play out to be as good as I thought they might be, uh, but I think there's some variables in there that contribute to that. Uh, UHA won it all last year, and, and the major guys returned to obviously being handy. Uh, he's, you know, he has helped with, uh, Taquan Hollowell and, and, and Drew McGowan. Both guys were double digit scores, uh, which I think, you know, takes some pressure off of him. Um, you know, and especially in, in that region, they're not going to see anything close to what they saw Saturday. So uh, I agree with that. And, and I think that, I think that helps. Uh, I think that, I think, and I think that's a good, that was a good thing for them to do because you've got a player of the year candidate. It's good exposure for him good for other people in other parts of the state to see him. It's also good to say, hey, you know what, it's, you know, because like, just like I just said about getting teenagers to have the full buy-in, which is so hard sometimes, uh, you uh-huh. go up there and, get, you know, you get knocked around a little bit. That has a way of humbling you. And it's a good teachable moment for, for their coaches. Um, but I think they're number one. You know, Madisonville, North Hopkins, um, you know, we, I mentioned it last week there was some, I'd heard some, some whispers that maybe they had some guys from football that weren't coming out. Uh, I think those were mainly just, you know, people stirring the pot, not, not seeing anything of substance there. 
and I actually have them number two. So I think they're the best team. That's the that if, if UHA doesn't win, maybe gets gets picked off. I think this is the team to do it. Um, no major losses again. Um, you got a nice little three-headed monster in Chase Cunningham, and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to uh, think it's Case Juan Casey. Um, he averaged uh, 16 and nine last year. Uh, and then Kenny White, uh, Kenny White's a name that kind of off the radar for a lot of people, uh, especially on your all side of the state, I'm guessing. Uh, had a huge summer and, uh, is, you know, a lot of people believe he's gonna, he's gonna put up numbers similar to what Casey put up last year. And if, if he makes that kind of a jump and he averaged 12 and 6 last year, if he makes that kind of a jump, that gives them, you know, quite, quite a, Potent punch, and, and I think that they get, you know, I guess there's a chance they could, they could pull off that upset. And, you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's theirs to do it because past that, I've got Christian County and Hot Town kind of in that same mix. And basically, just whichever one of those two schools, in my opinion, handles the losses of players and coaches and all the moving and shaking that happened with those programs, whichever one of those settles that down the quickest and the best and manages that is the team that ends up being in that third spot. I think it's that region's probably more open even than normal because those two schools are you know part of your usual suspects and it's really not it's not but it's not them right now. I may be surprised by that, but I don't see that you know I don't see that happening. Um, player of the year, I don't, uh, that's kind of I think that one's kind of a no brainer. It's Keith and Handy, uh, but you know just mentioned uh, other some other guys. You know, of course, going back to you know Handy's going to Xavier. He has nothing left to prove, but I think taking some of that pressure off of making that decision just makes him the clear, you know, he can just, he can just hang out and ball out. And that's, that's kind of what he does. And I expect him to do that again. Casey at Madisonville, Case Juan Casey, just, you know, just mentioned him. He's just a double, double machine. Um, and then, uh, next guy on my list is James Nicholas from Hot Town. Tremendous all around athlete can play above the rim. He's one of those kind of more modern players that has the size and, a, and athletic ability to be a post guy, likes to kind of drift outside a little bit. And, um, I think that, you know, I think that's going to be, uh, going to be key to see how he handles the, the coaching change because, you know, it's the hall with their era is, is over. <laughs> it, it seemed like it, you know, I can't, you know, it's been a long time since somebody else has been coaching there. Uh, he moved on to Mayo and, you know, I know, I'm sure you guys will have that breakdown in just a minute, but, uh, he's capable of being a double double guy and, and, and he's a hard worker and just a tremendous effort guy. So I think he's, he's up there. Darren Boyd from Caldwell County, a lefty guard, tremendous two way player, uh, scores from everywhere, scored 23 a game last year, big time player for them. Um, what's his, uh, what's guy, his, what's his college situation like? You, do you know anything about that? Yeah, I don't know a lot. Of, I don't know a lot about that. I do know that he's, uh, he's gotten some looks. Um, he's not, to my knowledge, unless something's changed. Um, I don't believe he's, he's committed anywhere. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a surprise because he's you know, a pretty talented player. Uh, and, you know, as much as probably a lot of guys that we'll probably all talk about, I, I use the term two-way player because he's not afraid to sit down and guard. And um, to, to be a guy that scores 23 a game and is willing to play defense uh, and be as talented as he is, uh, I I expect he'll have that'll come out pretty soon. Um, but there were, you know, there, I'd also heard that there was a possibility uh, that, you know, we mentioned this last week. He may be he may be tempted to play this thing out and see how it goes. Um, 
I think there's some offers on the table. I, I don't know for sure who they are. I just I, I do know that he's got he's going to have an opportunity to play. Just where is to be determined. Gotcha. Um, other guy to watch I've got in this region is probably the only only sophomore I have on this list. It's a, it's a kid named Cale Gaither. Uh, he's at Union County, uh, just a dynamic scorer, and he's only a sophomore. He scored 15 a game last year, and that was as a freshman, but that was also at Henderson County. Uh, he, he grew up, I believe, um, playing, you know, in, in the, with a lot of those kids and was there as a freshman. Um, but I believe he's from Union County and, uh, he's back there, uh, and he's a sophomore and he's, 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 but he'll, he's, but he's, he had a tremendous summer as well and, you know, opened a lot of eyes at a lot of like, a lot of AAU camps and stuff and was made a lot of all-star teams this summer. Uh, really talented guard with, you know, three more years to play and I, 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 I think he makes, you know, what is normally, you know, they're probably a top 10 team in the region. They might be a little bit more of a sleeper team, especially with some of those other teams being down, because I think he's, he's that good and uh, he's only going to get better. Um, region three, uh, this is, that's, you know, a lot of it's oftentimes referred to as, as the Owensboro region, but, uh, pick for me to, to lead the, lead the, uh, this group is Breckenridge County. Uh, and they've got also, they also have my preseason player of the year in that region, uh, Kobe Poole. They brought everybody back and have a great balance and great guys around him. Uh, they've got some shooters and, and Tanner Whitworth and, and some depth and defending specialists and Brock Lucas. Guy that likes to just kind of hover around the rim. And just, he's just, uh, kind of almost, I, 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 I use the term Dennis Robin because he just likes to defend and rebound and he's cool with that role. And, you know, John, as, as, a, as a coach, you know that, hey, <laughs> You can't have too many of those guys. To, uh, uh, absolutely not. Guys who embrace what they are, even if it's not being the star. And he, he's got, he, Brock Lucas is a guy that does that. Uh, Owensboro Catholic is up next. And I would say they're probably the only team on this list. I haven't seen, you know, talk to you guys about what you've got going on. But probably one of the few teams here, I'll, I'll say, that lost seven seniors to graduation and is still going to be that high on the radar. That's for a variety of reasons. I think that, number one, the, the region is uh, – I, I don't I don't like to use the term down necessarily because it's just not uh, as, as top-loaded and, and as it has been at times when those old corn pearl teams were uh, at their peak in Davis County. Uh, but the main reason for me is Tim Riley. Uh, you know, he, he took them to the Sweet 16 before uh, a couple years ago, and, uh, he just he did it. He's done it in more than one place. He he does. He got you know he took uh, he, he took the Caverna team when he, his his first day coaching stop I believe and uh, was in the Class A finals. Uh, then everybody knows what he did at Warren Central. Um, but he's not empty-handed. Even though they lost seven guys, you take what he's capable of doing. And John Parker uh, transferred in uh, from Ohio County. Uh, and, you know, there's talent and a lot of it's raw, but, you know, a guy like that, experienced player, uh, you know, blending him with Coach Riley and having a full season with him, I think makes them, you know, up in that top three. And the last one's probably going to be a little bit of a surprise team. I got Meade County up there, and, and part of that's because the region is what it is uh, with a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but another part of it's because, you know, Coach Jason Shapir, uh, I coached against him in the scrimmage a couple years ago, uh, you know, they, they, he just kind of finds a way. He, he, he they, I think he's been there for four years and they've been to the region final three times. So, you know, when you've got, you've got guys on this team that played on that state uh, team that went to Rupp, 
Um, and the, the big guy there that I think is going to be a major contributor to help them get back there is, uh, in that top three is uh, Chesney Wyke or, or Wick. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right or not, but uh, he averaged 11 and 6 last year. Good good chance for, you know, be a double-double guy again. Um, player of the year, Kobe Poole, um, averaged 24 a game. And, you know, I mentioned before, he's surrounded by a solid supporting cast. Uh, other guys, John Parker, we mentioned him from uh, Owensboro Catholic. He was 14, he averaged 14 a game at Ohio County. Just good score, uh, just good basketball IQ. Uh, Logan Patterson at McLean. Um, interesting note on this guy. He's, he averaged a double-double last year, and of all of the players coming back in the third region, only guy that's coming back that can say that. So um, he's not on a lot of lists, but I think, you know, numbers, they say numbers don't lie, and I think that's that's why I've got him up there. Um, just mentioned Chesney White at Meade County, played on the team that went to Rupp and was an important part on it. Uh, big breakout year ahead for him. Other guy to watch I have is uh, Dakota Walden from Davis County, averaged nine a game and had moments where he had some, he had some big point totals last year. Uh, he put together a more consistent effort and uh, gives them a chance to be a little bit better. Um, and then, you know, I've got fourth and fifth region starting with the fourth. Uh, this one's another one that's kind of tough just because, you know, I mentioned before that, you know, people get a little irritated when you say it's, it's Warren Central or Bowling Green. You know, my response, like I said last time, is that that's, that's until somebody else does it, then that's what it is because that's what it's been for a long time. Uh, Warren Central lost, you lose a guy like Scott, Skylar Potter and, you know, some other pieces they lost off that team. Uh, it hurts. Uh, but they, those, those boys, those holes, a lot of them were filled in with some guys that were, have moved in, have transferred in. Um, Gray Boyd comes in from a Dare County freak athlete, just, you know, double, double guy. Um, the big, to me, the big one, uh, is Kobe Brant. He's a junior, he's a shooting guard that can just knock it down from everywhere and got varsity experience as a freshman. He came in from Glasgow. Uh, I, has confirmed he is eligible. He has been cleared by the KHS no way. So, so to me, that makes Warren Central the favorite once again. Um, had Brent stayed at Glasgow, I might have had them as, as being a team that could possibly dethrone uh, that district and winning the fourth region. Because he didn't, I think that kind of, because he is at Warren Central now, uh, I think that, that kind of makes them take a step back. But I actually do have them up in my top three. They're a deep, talented team. Uh, junior class is loaded. Even without Brent, uh, Nick Sorrell is a capable scorer. Uh, you know, Tucker Kirkpatrick comes in from Monroe County. His dad was a coach in Monroe, and you know he's he's he retired and um, he can shoot it from anywhere. Big big question for him is going to be Jaden Franklin's health. Uh, he's a football guy, extremely talented football guy, and he he went down with an injury late in football season. And there's concerns over whether or not he's going to be ready in time for the season. And they're not very deep in the post, so uh, they need him to be healthy. If he is, I think they're you know I think they're going to be a talented uh, group. They'll be talented anyway, but I think his health will determine how far they can go. And then i got Bowling Green up there. Uh, Trevor Dennis is is a huge factor. He's the only one of uh, – they lost four starters. He's the only one back that, 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 that was a starter last year. Uh, can score it, can shoot it. Uh, if younger guys fill in around him, which tends to be the case with Bowling Green, they, you know, they tend to just replace their stars with you know more stars in the making. If that happens and they gel – uh, you know, by the end of the year, I think that they're up there. Player of the year is a name we've, you know, we've talked about before, Jackson Harlan, Clinton County. A lot of people think he could be a reason they could, you know, maybe, you know, raise some eyebrows in that region, committed to Western Kentucky, high basketball, he just talented overall around players. 
some other guys uh, that'll that'll make some impact. Chandler Clements at Monroe County was a uh, average seventeen and nine last year. Expanded role this year because they've had some guys graduate. Plus they had a coaching change, but he's extremely talented post player. He's uh, he can score. He can he gets after it. He's scrappy on the on the glass. Um, Gray Boyd, I've got up there for Warren Central. He was a double double machine at the Bear County, um, and he's you know going to go into a great system and uh, had just had the most of the ball off the glass. He gets a lot of you know I think his coaches we talk about it, John. You know this this term he gets a lot of garbage points, uh, and that's because he knows what he has. He puts himself in good position to get offensive rebounds. Uh, next name I've got, maybe one that a lot of people don't know, and it's because he's overshadowed with the district he plays in sometimes. That's Jack Roberts out of Greenwood. Uh, dude has unlimited range. Uh, he plays on what I think is a top five team in the region. And the, the, the tough part for him is that, you're, you know, like Greenwood, he's a, he may be a top five team in the region. They may be the third best team in the district. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to be talented. They got dudes that can score. They're well coached. Uh, you know, Coach Stansbury's got you know, his, his son are on that team. Uh, it's a very balanced group. Uh, but he's, he's, a, he's, he's an elite shooter. Um, other guy to watch for me is Kobe Brantz. Uh, when he was at Glasgow, I coached against him when he was a freshman. And as a freshman, was completely fearless. Uh, and just had a great summer. Tremendous talent. Uh, tremendous range. Fits in nicely there at Warren Central. And I think he's a big time player. Uh, my last region is the fifth region. Uh, this is, this is John's favorite region to talk about. Uh, yes. So I'll come in at the fifth region. Yeah. I think he, I think his number one fan base is in the, is, is probably in Hodgensville, but my number um, one fan, my number one fan's in Hodgensville. It's darn right. <laughs> uh, which, speaking of which, I've got, uh, I've got Warren County, uh, number one. I think they've got the core of their team back that was, you know, less than a minute away from winning the fifth region last year. Uh, you know, Mark Good, Anthony Eck, and they, 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 to me, have to have the best front court in the region. Uh, guard play, uh, is, you know, there's going to be, you know, losing Shane King will hurt, but, you know, just Coach Childress does a really good job of, you know, if there's one spot that he needs to fill in, he does a really good spot of coaching those guys up and, and, and letting those pieces around them make, make them better, and I think he'll do that. Uh, Central Harden's my number two pick, uh, Jacob Hawes, we, we talked about him, just committed to Lipscomb, big-time player, uh, you know, score, rebounder, does it all, um, will help them. They And, they, you know, they were a little bit of a surprise team last year. I, mean, I don't think people expect them to be as good as they ended up being, and they got a lot of their guys back, too. Uh, my number three team uh, is Bardstown. They don't have anybody back that's got huge numbers that stand out, but they've got everybody back. And, you know, they were real, they were young last year. They, you know, that's – those Brewers teams are typically in the hunt for competing for that region title. I know John's mentioned that he thinks they're going to win the region. They're my I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked by that. I think the name to watch for them is JJ Trainer. Uh, he, he had a huge summer. Uh, is, is set for a big to be a breakout player. And you know, John, I know you on, on, on those uh, in, on those Kentucky men All Star teams. I know you've coached with Coach Brewer before. Uh, one thing I've always admired about him is that he always gets the most out of his players. Always. He's and a, he's a great motivator of young people. He really is. And I, what I love about him is in, in a, in a day and age when we cater to, when a lot of people sometimes so much cater to the entitlement, he doesn't. It's his system and his guy, and he, and he's, he's done a great job of his guys buying into that. And, and, and because of that, he gets the most out of them. He knows that they love him. He knows that they care. They love 
playing for him because they know that they're playing for a guy who cares about him. So, you know, that's, that's, I think that there's, uh, they're my three teams wouldn't be shocked at all if they came out because it's, you know, that's, he's, he's, I think he, he's that big of an expression. Well, here's the year for me. I think, I think that's why they will, I think that's why they will come out. I don't think maybe necessarily on paper they have the most talent, but, you know, you, it's like what you said about Owensboro Catholic. They got Tim Riley. So, yeah. in the fifth region, they got Boo Brewer. And, and I just feel like in February, they'll be where they need to be and he will make the decisions and push the right buttons. And I just, I really think that they, I think they'll get out. And I say that, yeah. I, I mean, I really think that, but, you know, I, I mean, it's for LaRue, my thing about LaRue is, it's real easy to be the guy chasing the top of the mountain than it is to be the guy on top of the mountain getting chased. So when you've got that target on your back, it's a little bit different than in when you didn't. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest difference. Completely agree with them. Completely agree. And that's, like I said, that's, you know, I think that, you know, that's what we talked about. It's speculation. I think that they're the favorite. I think that, uh, but if, if Coach Brewer, you know, coaches his guys up and, and those young guys, uh, you know, and, and and I'm sure you know they put in all kinds of work this summer because uh, that's just that's what his teams always do, and wouldn't shock me a bit if that happened. Uh, not my pick, but 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 hard to argue that point because he does. He gets the most out of his guys. Top player for me in that region is Jacob Hobbs out of Central Harden. Um, you know, for all the reasons we've already talked about, does it all? Um, you know, be one commit, and I know that that doesn't make somebody the best player in the region. Uh, but I just think he is, and I think he showed that last year, and I think he'll do it again this year. Some other guys to watch out for, um, Trayvon Smith uh, from Taylor County, big-time score. Uh, he, I think he'll benefit from having – you know, they, they struggled last year, and, and I think a lot of the reason they struggled, you know, you know, we've seen it with, you know, with our hilltoppers. <laughs> you know, when you, when point guard's a key position. You lose your point guard, it goes down. It has a ripple effect on the whole team. Uh, Dewan Irvin, the point guard at Taylor County last year, missed most of the year with an injury. He's back. He's healthy. I think that makes Smith an even better player. Um, you know, he's capable of, you know, 30-point games and uh, can score inside and out, and I think that makes him, you know, a com- complete player. Next guy on the list is Mark Good, the junior big man at LaRue County. Uh, has good hands. Has You know, he's very, very polished for a guy, for a kid his age. Um, he's you know, he, he knows what he's doing before he catches it, can play with his back to the basket, can square up and knock down, you know, a little mid-range jump or two. Um, you know, he's expected, you know, with a, especially with a big season, which, you know, they anticipate and the success that the, that the team's expected to have. Um, you know, the offers are, are – the, the college offers are, are on their way, and he's going to have plenty of them and, and has some already. Uh, next guy I have on the list uh, after that is John Shoulders. Um you know, we've, we've talked off air about him. I think he's, he's one of the more overlooked players, uh, for sure in this region, if not in the state. Uh, he averaged 21 and 8 last year as a junior. He's going to graduate from Hart County as the all, third all-time leading scorer behind Tate Rogers and Michael Bird. Both of those guys have, uh, cemented their name in, some, in, the, in the state tournament. Um, just does it all. Typical coaches kids, shoots with range, sees the floor, works hard. Well, on the rebound, and you know he's, he's, he's talking to his teammates constantly. Um, I, I know that uh, Center uh, has expressed some interest in him. 
Uh, I think as he plays this season out and, and as the team has more and more success, I think last year was their first winning season in quite some time. Uh, I think as that happens, you know, he'll, he'll continue to get more and more offers. Uh, other guy to watch for uh, in that region, uh, another one from Larue County. I mentioned him earlier, Anthony Atkins. He's going to Louisville for football. He's just an absolute low. He's he's he's, he's a freak boy. Uh, he's a freak. He's a freak Yes, he is. He, I mean, you're talking about a guy who, who showed up at a football camp at Louisville, and you know, about three hours later, had about ten D1 offers, including Louisville, and uh, he, he showed out that much against some of the high level. Um, you know, talent in football. He, and he's, he's a talented basketball kid too. And you know, um, he makes them have just that he's such a good compliment to, to Mark Wood that, uh, he's my other guy to watch. And, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's it for, for, for my reasons. I think there's a, it's a, it's a lot of interesting storylines, uh, to be played out. And, you know, a lot of things that, uh, are, are you know, getting, even kicked off tonight. Some games are being played tonight. And, uh, excited to see how things go because I think there's a lot going on in, in my area of the state, and I know you guys got a lot to talk about as well. Well, I just want to say before I get into my mind is that if you're in the western part of the state and you have criticized us because we don't have the best inside information or we haven't talked about your child or your nephew or your grandbaby or whoever you're associated with, I think that that can all stop now. I'm not sure you're going to find more of a better breakdown for the Western part of the state than what Josh just gave us. So, we, Josh, we appreciate it. That just adds to our, yes. to our to our system here and to what we have going on. You know, I touched on the Western part of the state last year some, but I don't have anywhere near the depth of knowledge about it that you do. So we really appreciate you um, doing your due diligence and doing your hard work. And, and you know, it's just going to make our show better, I think. Well, I appreciate that. I love it. And, you know, and you guys need somebody to take, you know, some of that burden off. So, uh, you know, what, I can, I can take some of the hate mail now. So, uh, <laughs> but all, all jokes aside, there's, there's, there's a lot of good basketball over here. And you know, I think a lot of times it gets overlooked and just excited to see how it all plays out. All right. Sounds good. Well, I'm going to pick up here, um, starting off with the sixth region. And, you know, um, the last couple, four to five years, it's been Doss or Fern Creek in the sixth region. You know, Fern Creek's been in the last two state tournaments. Doss was in the two before that. You know, both have made deep runs. Doss got to the state championship game. Uh, Fern Creek made it to the final four one year. So, you know, most of the time when we talk about the sixth region, you hear a lot about Doss and Fern Creek recently. I think this year, I really, the best team to me is Butler. We talked a lot about Butler last year. They started the season off on a ridiculous run. You know, we're undefeated for a long time. I think they were the team. I think it was the state's last undefeated team, um, and they finished twenty-seven and four. And they've got uh, a bunch of guys back, including their leading scorer Maurice Holly, um, and they've got some guards and junior guards, um, Trey Minner and Jaden Lamb back. I think they've got a really good chance this year to uh, to win that sixth region. They're my pick right now. I've got Fern Creek coming in in a close second. They've graduated a ton of kids over the last two years, core guys um, that they've really depended on. But they've got some guys back. Jaden Rogers is back. He played some of the freshmen last year. Um, Darius Washington's another kid that I think um, people are going to be talking about by the time it's over with. He was a freshman last year and played some. Good-looking athlete, um, you know, good-looking kid as far as basketball player. And then they've got uh, senior forward uh, Jackson Gaddy. He's, he's also back. Um, I don't know if he's going to 
do a lot of things that are going to stuff the stat sheet, but he does those intangibles and he's going to be a leader. So I think Coach Shuler will really depend on him a lot. Um, but I've got him right there, right behind Butler. And then, um, and then it gets kind of, it gets kind of murky after that. You know, PRP is always up there. You know, we talk about Dawes, um, J-Town, who, you know, they've got their three top scorers back. And, and, you know, they gave, um, Fern Creek a game last year in the regional championship. So, you know, J-Town may be a sleeper team. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Butler out of the six with Fern Creek right there battling it out. Um, as far as the top players, there's a kid at Valley named Cameron Wilson, who is really, really good and, had to play with a guy last year, Kurt Lewis, who was amazing. But I think, you know, Kurt Lewis was great, averaged around 20 a game. This, you know, Wilson averaged about 15 a game. Um, and he's back. He's a guard. I think he's going to be – I think he's the best player in the region talent-wise. Um, the Tolly kid at, at Butler is really good. Um, and so he'd be probably my second bet, pick, you know, right behind Wilson for player of the year. Um, and then after that, you get a couple kids. There's a kid named Darius Osborne at PRP and a kid named Chris Trigg at J-Town. And then J.J. Weaver at Moore, who's getting ready to go play D1 football. But he's just, you know, he's kind of like the Atkins kid at LaRue, just an athlete. You know, um, he's going to come in there and battle and bang. And he's, he's going to be right around, you know, 12 and 10 all year long. Um, so those are the kids that kind of stick out for me in the sixth. Uh, moving on to the seventh, the other part of Louisville. Um, you know, we talk about in the fourth region that people get tired of hearing, well, it's Bowling Green or Warren Central, it's Bowling Green or Warren Central. Well, for me in the seventh, it's Ballard or it's Trinity. Um, I did some research, and there hasn't been a team other than Trinity or Ballard win the seventh region since 2011. That's Whoa. a long time. That's, you know, in Louisville, that's a long time that those two teams have been that dominant. You know, we've had some – they realigned the regions, and, and, and Louisville Central moved from the 6th to the 7th because Louisville Central dominated the 6th for a while, and now they're in the 7th, and things move around. But, you know, I mean, once again, you, you just got to go with Ballard or Trinity. Um, you know, I obviously talked a little bit about Trinity earlier. They are a complete team. I think last year you look at Trinity, and on paper you might think, well, they had David Johnson, they had Jay Scrub, and they had, um, you know, Powell, Justin Powell, who's at Montverde now. They might have had more superstars. But what they've got this year is they've got a team where they've got one stud, David Johnson, and they've got six, seven, eight guys that go in there and do exactly what they're supposed to do. And you can win with guys like that. You've got a floor general. You've got a guy that gets people where they need to be, doesn't care about scoring 35 points a game. He's gonna, he wants to win. And I talked about that earlier. they got a kid named Stan Turnier who hit about seven or eight threes against Clark County this weekend in the zip zone, and he's just – it's like a layup. If he gets his feet hit, he might as well shoot a layup. And what I really liked about him was that he's not a kid that tries to do too much. He knows his role. His role is I'm going to hit open shots, I'm going to have my feet hit, and I'm going to knock down the three. Or I'm going to pump fake, take one dribble, and pull up. He's not trying to dribble the ball too much. He's not trying to go by you. He's not trying to be something he isn't. And that is what really sticks out to me about Trinity this year, as in years past where they might have had a lot more, you know, individually talented guys. I think this year they have a more complete team concept and a more complete, you know, team aspect as far as what they want to accomplish. So to me, I'm going to put Trinity at number one. Um, obviously, I'm going to put Ballard at number two. You know, Ballard, they're, you know, Coach Renner does a great job. They, they're they going to be good no matter what. You know, he's going to have players. They're a basketball factory. 
you know, kids in Louisville get to choose where they go to school. You know, they have open enrollment. And basketball players go to Ballard, and why wouldn't you? You know, they're one of the most storied, you know, programs in our in our state history. They've been to, you know, a ton of state tournaments. They've won a ton of state tournaments. They've been in the state championship game a lot. So, to me, they're right there at number two. And they lost a lot of guys from last year, but they got some guys back. Um, that I think will really help them. They've got Lewis Richards, Rashad Bishop, and Alexander Holly back, and I think those guys are going to mess well with Coach Renner's system, and they're going to get after you. They're going to play a lot of kids, and they're going to press you, and they're going to out-athlete you, and they're just going to intimidate you with the name across their chest. So I got Trinity 1, Ballard 2, and then probably after that, I'm going to talk about Mail. Mail has a really good junior class. They've got a new coach, you know, Coach Hogwarts, who came from Hoptown, um, where he won five regional championships. So, you know, he, he's got Derek Anderson on the staff this year, which I think is going to be huge to help him get some kids in Louisville to come to Mail. But they've got a loaded, loaded junior class, and it's led by Howard Fleming, who is just a freak, long, athletic kid that can kind of put it on the floor but can also play around the basket. Um, they've got Tyron Moore, who's a, who's a kid that shot 45% from the three last year. And then they've got Jake Evans and Noah Courtney. So they've got they've got some pieces that I think – they're the third best team, but I think there's a gap between one and two and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm going to go with Trinity or Ballard, and I'm probably going to say Trinity's the best team in that region right now this season, you know, if you had to pick today. As far as the top players, obviously David Johnson's the best player in that region. It's not even close. I don't care what you say. If that hurts your feelings, if that makes you mad, if I offended you, I'm sorry. He's going to your bell. He's that good, and I'm going to stick by it. Sorry, I don't mean to, you know, offend anyone, but the kid's that good. Um, after that, um, there's a kid named J.J. Calicon, which I probably butchered his name, um, from Wagner. He's playing junior all-stars this year. He's 6'4". He's a guard. Um, he's just a put-on-the-floor slasher type kid. He's a really good player. He's played a lot of valuable varsity minutes for Wagner over the last couple of years. Um, so he, he's, in a, he's a thousand-point scorer type kid. He's really good. Plays kind of like a three. He can play the guard, but can also play a little bit small forward. And then um, I'm going to go with the Fleming kid from Mail as the, um, the third best player in that region. Then we get into a region that I just I think is going to be com- just ridiculously competitive this year, and that's the eighth region. And I think there are three teams that have a chance to win that region. And I think where we where we you know said this is team one, this is team two, and this is team three. For me, it's one A, one B, one C in the eighth region. That's you know, just kind of how I feel about it. Um, but for me, if I had to pick right now, I'm going to go with Walton Verona as the number one or 1A, I guess. Um, you know, they've got the big kid is finally healthy, Deontay Miles, who has committed to Xavier. You know, we've talked about him before. He's just, you know, 6'11", 7 foot, and he's not one of these, like, you know, thin rail type type of kids. No, he's he's a load down there. He's a big kid. He moves well. Um, he he can shoot the three. He's got a deceptively good shot. He can put the ball on the ground. He doesn't try to do too much. Um, but with him, you know, it's just he, he's just such a tough matchup for anybody that's in that region. Nobody else in that region has a big like that. So um, you know, he's the one that obviously sticks out, but. Also, Zach Clinkenbeard, who is um, kind of a 2-3, you know, averaged about 10, 11 points a game last year. And then Brennan Stanley, who's their point guard, who can shoot the absolute fire out of it. He shot 48% from the three last year. I mean, you think about that. That's that's an impressive clip, you know. 
you've got a big kid in the middle and you've got two guys on the wing that can shoot, that's a tough, tough combination, I think, yeah. um, to match up with. Right behind them, I mean, right directly behind them, I've got Collins out of Shelby County, which, you know, they um, have two guards that are juniors that are just, you know, absolute stud Division One caliber players. Um, and, and that's Davion McKnight and Marcellus Vale. Both of them average about 12, 13 points a game. Uh, McKnight had about eight or nine rebounds a game. Um, and McKnight will probably end his career – as the all-time leading assist, rebound, and point scorer in school history. Now, Colin isn't the school that's been around for a long time, obviously, but if you can say that you hold the record in all three of those, that, uh, that's saying something. And he's only a junior. So um, those two, you know, we talk a lot about in our state, you've got good guard play, you've got a chance. And, you know, we don't have a lot of bigs in our state that really stand out. Uh, you've got your – not true for those players, no. Right. You've got you've got your Isaiah Cozar, you've got your Trey James, you've got, you know, Deontay Miles who we just talked about. But other than that, you know, we don't really have these true fives anymore. So to me, they have the two I don't think you even see that on any level of basketball anymore. I think I think right. everybody wants yeah. you to be quick and Right. It's an athletic game. It's changed. Yeah. Um, it's more about athletes. But to me, I just think that Collins has the two best guards in the region. So a game between them and Walton will be real interesting to see how that cat mouse game kind of plays out. You know, do right. they try and speed it? Do they try and speed it up and get them? You know, get miles away from the basket? How do they? You know, what do they do? And then coming in, I, I would I would say that those two are probably the top two. But I think a team that people need to really kind of be um, weary of is Spencer County. And I know that's not a name we hear a lot about, or we talk a lot about when you think about basketball, but. Spencer County, now they don't have much size, but they've got about three or four kids that can absolutely stroke it. I mean, just shoot the fire out of it. Sam Conley, Jackson Cole, Jacob Coke, and Jacob Seawright all averaged double figures last year. And then their fifth starter averaged about nine a game. So, you know, Coke is gone. He was a senior, so he graduated. So the other four are back. And, you know, two of them are sophomores. So they're kind of young. They got some seniors. They got some sophomores. But if you can shoot the ball, you know, that changes a lot of things. Now, they're going to be nice, obviously, where they're not, they're going to be cold. You know, that, mm-hmm. that happens. But if they catch one of the, if they catch Collins or Walton on a night where they're hot, you just got to watch out. And the eighth region is a physical type of basketball. We talked about how it's kind of like a mountain region, um, just in the middle of the, of the state. Um, so to me, that, those three teams really stick out. After that, I think Oldham County, which, you know, they got the semifinal state tournament last year. And they got some of those kids back. They'll be right there. You can never count out South Oldham because it seems like every year you look up and they're in the regional championship game, you know, in the eighth. Yep. Um, they were in the regional championship game last year. They've been at the state tournament three or four times the last couple of years. So Coach, Coach Simpson does a really good job. So um, those are my teams to look for in the eighth. As far as players, you know, obviously Deontay Miles is the best player in the region. He's on to Xavier for a reason. After that, the McKnight kid at Collins is, is really good. And there's a kid at um, Simon Kenton and Kelly Neese. He's only a sophomore. Um, but he, um, he was really good player last year. He's on pace to be one of the all-time leading scorers at Tom and Kenton, which has a long, you know, story history. They won a state championship back in the eighties. So, um, he's young, but I think he's got a chance to be really good. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I see out of the eight in the ninth. Um, I think it, it's another one of these things where we've talked about these teams 
kind of year in and year out. But I think you look at Cubcat and you look at Cooper, and those two teams are kind of the top, the top two with maybe Newport sneaking right. in there at number three. Um, Taj Harding had left to go to Princeton in Ohio, but now he's back at Newport, and he never played anything, so he's eligible. They they have got some athletes, and you know the Harding kids are load um, down low. Newport and then Cupcats, you know, they got Steven back. I think they're, they're, they're well coached. They won the state championship last year. Teams that, you know, the hangover in a good way, you know, they expect to win every night they play. They don't care who they're playing. They expect to win. They're like Scott County, you know, it goes a long way. And then Cooper, even though they graduate from kids, um, you know, Coach Sullivan does a great job. He's one of the best coaches in the state. They're going to guard you. Um, the younger McNeil is back. I think he'll be a senior this year and they've got some other good pieces. Um, and they want to beat you 48 to 40. You know, they're not trying to, yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't care about style points. They care about winning games. So those three are the, um, teams in the ninth. Um, and then I think Nick Thielen, who is a kid that played and started last year for Cupcats, he's going to Bellarmine, which is another kid that's taking the most of his opportunity and going to a great school. Bellarmine is one of the top five Division two schools in the country for a reason. Um, they can mm-hmm. beat a lot of Division one teams. So if you're going to Bellarmine, you got to be able to play. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, you look at Thielen and you look at uh, Taj Harding out of Newport, those are some of the kids that kind of stick out. I know I'm probably missing some people on the night. Uh, I just, it was hard for me to find a lot of information on them. Um, Northern Kentucky's a different place, man. It's just, uh, it's a different place. So, you know, um, that's, that's what I'm going with for the night. We, we'll probably have more on the night as the season rolls along. Well, and that's why we ask for everybody else's help. You know, if there's somebody we're missing, let us know so we can put them on our radar. Absolutely. Um, getting into the 10th region, which is the region I coach in, um, I think it's very top-heavy this year. I think you look at Campbell County, who's won the last two regional tournaments, and they have the Jolly Kid back and some other kids, and they're very well coached. He does a really good job. I think until somebody beats them, you have to put them at number one. And I think they have the talent to be number one. Um, after that, I think Clark County, obviously, you know, I don't like to talk too much about the team that I coach because. But you are good, them. though. You are good. Well, as I've said so. before, I don't like to talk much. If I was, if I was still coaching at Dunbar, I'd say all the stuff in the world because there's not as many petty people coaching basketball in the 10th, in the 11th region as there are in the 10th. Um, so I just kind of tried to stay away from, you know, saying anything that people would view as bulletin board material, even though if you breathe wrong in our region, they look at it as bulletin board material because, you know, that's what we do in our region. But anyway, I digress. After Clark County, you look at probably, I think Scott High is really good. They've got a lot of those guys back from last year. They got beaten in the regional championship. Um, then, then I think there, there's probably, you probably go to Pendleton because they've got the best player. Obviously, Dante, you know, he's going to keep them in some games. Um, and they're going to be a tough matchup for teams in the region. After that, I think it's wide open. I know people want to crown Robertson County and, and, and talk about them, but this is, you know, I just, I, I think Harrison County is in that district is a little bit better than them. I really do. And I know that's going to make Coach Kelsch mad and he'll have another, um, State of the Union address for the Black Devils that he's had like five of on his Facebook. I love you, Coach Kelsch, but don't sit on the front row of, of, of Mason County and, and, and root against my team outwardly and expect me to like shake your hand and be happy for you and that's me throwing shade you can <laughs> at me anytime you'd like to anyway so 
Twitter fingers. Um, what's that? Twitter fingers. No, here on, it's not Twitter fingers. It's just facts. Don't sit on the front <laughs> row of Mason County's gym and root against our team because you don't like us. It's called, you know, having class. Anyway, top player in the region, Dante Allen. And then I think you look at Reed Jolly, Jordan Graham as the next two guys um, for that region. I think it's going to be real competitive. I think those top three or four teams are going to really um, battle it out all year. And the thing about it is, you know, Scott and Campbell are in the same district. So to win to win that region, if you're not Scott or Campbell, you know, if you're Clark, if you're Pendleton, if you're Mason, if you're Robertson, if you're Harrison, you've got to beat both of those teams probably to do it. And that's two of the top three teams. So, you know, it's just it, – it, it's competitive basketball. It really is. It's good competitive basketball. And the teams, you know, our region so spread out. You've got northern part of the state and you've got central part of the state. And it's just a lot of different styles. You see a lot of different styles um, in our region. So I, I think it's going to be a great year. I, I look forward to it. In the 11th, obviously, you know, we talked about them. Scott County is a team to beat, probably not only in that region but in the state. You know, they've got mm-hmm. everybody back. They, I mean, they, they did graduate Cooper Robb, who is, you know, a huge, huge loss for them. But they've got Moreno. They've got Bryce Long. They've got, you know, Cameron Fluker. They've got Diablo Stewart. They've got Lorenzo Williams. You know, they've got their five of their top six back from last year. So they'll be, you know, they'll just they, – they're on a different level than anybody in the 11th region. And, and, and I think everybody in the region knows that. But – you know, if you catch them on a night where you're hot and they're not, you got a chance. Um, you know, so I think they are the best team. They have the best player, and they have the best supporting cast. After that, I think Henry Clay is going to be really good. I know a lot of people – I've talked about them some. A lot of people have not. Um, I think they're going to be really good. Um, Marquez Work is a kid that last year as a sophomore kind of had it coming out up for himself. He's a junior this year, and he's just – Really good. I mean, he's a really good player that doesn't get talked about a lot. And Keiston Brown, who's the coach's son there, you know, he's another good piece for Henry Clay. You know, unfortunately for them, they are in a district with Scott County and a region with Scott County. I think if they were in maybe 13 of the other 16 regions, they could win it. They really could win the region. But it's just going to be so tough for them because Scott County's so good. But I really, really, really like um, Henry Clay this year. After that, it gets kind of it, it, it gets kind of fuzzy for me. Um, I think you can look at Douglas. I think Frederick Douglas is going to be good, but they're in the same district as Henry Clay and Scott County. Um, you know, Lexington Catholic is going to be good because they're Lexington Catholic and they're always good. Um, I think Madison Central is going to be good. You know, they've got Kozar. They've got a great coach. They've got kids that are going to play hard. They're going to guard you, and they're going to be physical with you. And that's just how they are. So, you know, um, those teams are the ones that really kind of stick out for me. You know, obviously everybody knows I used to go to Dunbar. Um, Dunbar got three kids that are six eight that kind of fell in their lap um, by no hook or crook. It wasn't, you know, anything that Dunbar did. They really didn't even know they were going to be there until the first day of school. So um, they kind of haven't really messed. Kayla, you saw them play. They're, they're raw. They're really, really raw. Um but I think by February, Coach Chalk will have a system in place to where they can be successful. You know, I think there's, so not, there's not a lot of teams in the state that can say they got three, six, eight kids. You know, just right. bottom line. So, you know, they, they'll be okay. Well, even, uh, even talking to him, he's got to figure out, he says, you know, you can't play them all three at once. 
you know, that just asking for for a few complications. Well, and there's, so he's and there's there's a language barrier there. They don't speak there great, is. you know, English. You know, one of them was actually at Larue last year on the bench. I think Bronco. Is that correct, Josh? Yeah, Bronco Ballingate. He was he a sophomore. He didn't get he in fact he played a lot of JV minutes and people get, gave him well, crazy looks because yeah, well, he was very raw and I don't think yeah. he had been cleared right away. There were some issues with that, but yeah, he's, yeah, he you know th- these three kids are not they're not related, but they're all from the Congo. They're from the same area and they, they yeah. came over here the same way. In, anyway, I don't want to get too in depth in that. Um, but you know, after that, there's just a lot of it's just really open in the 11th this year after Scott County and Henry Clay, in my opinion. Uh, Madison Central's right there, obviously. I said Douglas um, and Catholic, but I think it's going to be one of the more open years in the 11th outside of the obvious favorite. Uh, I think Madison County. Central could be a dark horse. I do. I, it's just hard for me to ever view them as a dark horse because they are a program that's, you know, well, they can they be a dark horse in that region. I, I mean, think in that region. Compared to how good Scott County is, yes. So uh, yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm saying. It's it's about perspective yeah. here. Right, yeah. right. Um, top player in the region, obviously Michael Moreno. Um, Isaiah Cozart, right there, at number two. I think Ben Johnson, who's at Lexington Catholic, is really good. He's only uh, I'm a sophomore, but he is. His two older brothers both played, you know, um, Tanner and Luke, and were, you know, big time scorers. Um, and both are playing Division One basketball, but I think Ben has the potential to be better than both of them. So he's going to have some nights where he's going to score about 30 points a game um, and make it look easy, and he's really talented. So, um, and then of course I mentioned the Ward kid at Clay and um, Keaton Brown and Henry Clay. So those guys kind of really stick out to me. And there will be somebody in Lexington that nobody really knows that's not on anybody's radar that will that will have a great year. So um, you can kind of look at that. And then we get to the 12th, and I just want to say about the 12th, you know, we've lost, they've lost a lot of really talented kids to graduation. You know, Trayvon Faulkner's gone. Um, you know, uh, the kids in Pulaski County have graduated. You know, Bud and Frederick and um, Fitzgerald have graduated. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a different year in the 12th. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's an argument for about four teams that could really win it. Um, I'm going to give the slight edge to Wayne County. They got some kids back. They had a pretty good year. You know, obviously, you know, Coach Woods has been coaching since the beginning of time, <laughs> you know, there <laughs> at Wayne County, um, Coach Rodney Woods, you know. So, um, I'm Rodney, we love Wayne. you. That wasn't an old man joke. <laughs> no, I love Rodney. I'm sure that he'll text me and tell me that I was calling an old man, but um, I worked with Rodney in the All-Stars. He's a great guy. He's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Um, then you go, I go Wayne County 1, Lincoln County 2. I think Danville is going to be really good. They're very athletic. I watched them play some this summer. Um, their football guys, obviously, they got eliminated a little earlier than usual. So their football guys have been out practicing more. And then I got West Jessamine coming in right there at the 4 spot or 3A, 3B. You know, they've got some guys. Um, they shoot the crap out of it. Um, when they get hot, um, you know, Dalton Bruner is really good. So I think mm-hmm. they've got a chance to be pretty good um, there in the 12th. And then and then I think everybody else is kind of right. There's like, you know, you could look at probably Team 3 and Team 8 and maybe flip them. But I, it's just it's just such an open year for that, that region. They had so much talent, you know, kind of um, graduate and move on. Um, I think Carter Boffman, 
and Dalton Bruner are the top two players in the region. Um, and then the Reese Smith kid, who I think he might have had a slight injury playing football. He's a, he's a football kid at Boyle County. You know, they just got eliminated this weekend. But he's a really good basketball player, too. So hopefully his injury from football isn't anything, you know, yeah. too too bad that will stop him from getting going in basketball. And then there's a six seven kid named Deshaun St. Martin at Danville. And he, we played him this summer. I saw him play a couple times this summer. He's really good. He's raw. He's intense. He can run the floor well. He blocks shots. He can hit the three. He's really good in transition. He needs to work on his handle a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just he's never been the guy before, you know, and now he's the guy. So I think Danville will go as far as he can take them. And Danville, obviously, they're a Class A school, so they'll be right there in the All-A discussion um, when we get into that section of the year. But um, those are kind of what sticks out to me. Um, they're in the 12th. I, I just covered the 6th through the 12th, which is a lot. So um, if I missed anybody or I missed anything, you know, please, please just shoot us a, a, a very nicely worded direct message, and we will do our best to cover you or get the most we can get out of you for you. And as always, I, I look forward to seeing what um, Boyle County's pet section brings to the table this year. They're They're always really good. I'll tell you what, Boyle and Lincoln both, they have some good student seconds in the 12th region. Um, Well, two two years ago, John, I was very impressed with Boyle County because they had a Christmas theme, and, you know, they wrapped a package to us. It was like two bluegrass basketball. So I was was a fan. Here's how this is going to work. By the time this this year is over, we're going to have a bunch of people that like us and a bunch of people that hate us all because I just run my mouth too much. But, you know, that's what I do. If you don't okay, like it, then don't. Hey, if you don't like it, then don't act a certain way. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn to cover the 13th through the 16th. Um, I'm going to be a little brief because I feel like that mountain basketball is still kind of on the rise. We're not really super competitive right now. We got a few good teams, so I'll just go ahead and start start talking about the 13th region and who I think is. You know, your top teams. You got South Laurel, who always seems to be in it. Uh, they got JJ Ramey, who's a pretty good sharpshooter. He, he can score. Um, not central as close. Yes, he just, he just did all around. I mean, um, not central. They're, they're that close second for me. I think that either one could win it. Um, but I'm going to give that slight edge to South Laurel right now because they just, they're well coached. They seem to always, they know how to win. You know what I mean? Um, right. And I talked about student sections. They've always got a good one, and that matters, especially when you get to postseason. Like having fans that are going to be behind you and kind of heckle the other team, uh, you know, that'll make a difference. That could be your sixth man. Um, moving on to the 14th region, we got to watch a really good Knott County team on Saturday. Um, Khalil Sloan had 30 on Johnson Central. I mean, and Johnson Central is a really good um, defensive team. They're they're guard heavy. They they play quick and and for somebody to score thirty on them, kind of unheard of. It, it was just good. Um, so for me, Knott County is is your top team, but I think Perry County could also get it done because it just seems like Perry County is always in the equation. But um, and and those two teams like to throw down. Uh, they're big rivals. They you know. They, they're, they're gonna both love that they were mentioned in this podcast because, you know, it's, it's either Perry or not for me. Move on it's to the, the 15th. Same. We, we always say that though, like, it's Perry or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, until somebody beats them, like we say about everything else, until somebody beats them, who else could it be? So, 
I'm glad, um, you, I'm glad you said that, Kayla. And I'll just interject real quick because John said yeah. it too. All the all the people that complain about that, and, and, and it's, it's a statewide thing in the fourth. It's Bowling Green Central. People get upset with that. You know, yeah. John mentioned, you know, uh, Trinity and Ballard. There's a simple solution. Beat them. Yep. Look, this, is what, beat this, them. Is, this is what I always say, okay? Like when you play a team, if we're playing a team, this is my, this is my ode to Tony Wise, by the way. Okay. <laughs> So a couple of years ago, the year we won the state tournament at Dunbar, we played Franklin County, and we were beating the fire out of them. And Tony was getting mad. But it was early in the third quarter. We, you know, we could we were scoring so easily that we couldn't get our subs in because there wasn't a dead ball, and we weren't going to call a timeout. And I don't care if it's a fact. Tony knows it, and he ain't he can get mad all he wants. But his assistant, the great Greg Lawson, who we've had on our show before and has helped us out. He was getting mad, and, and he looked at Greg and said, "Why won't they sub?" And Greg looked at him and said, "Hey, they're not. They're Scott's supposed to coach his team. He's not getting paid to coach your team. It ain't his fault <laughs> you don't have a press breaker. And that's the facts of it. We're only, you know, hey, don't get mad about stuff that we don't have any control over. If you all are tired of being turned into Warren Central, Bowling Green, and Perry County, not then beat them. Do something about it. If you want to beat the man, you got to beat the man." There you go. That's right, buddy. (laughs) All right. Um, We'll talk about the 15th region, and yet another heavy hitter is the school I work at. I don't care to be a homer right here, right now. Johnson Central has my pick, Pikeville being a close second. And I've not seen Paintsville and their dynamic yet, but I'm hearing really good things. So I'll give them kind of, you know, a little maybe on – uh, pulling an upset in the 15th region. But um, as far as it, my opinion, Tommy McKenzie is a veteran coach. He seems to get it done year in and year out. He's been in the region finals seven years in a row. I think Pottville's a little young this year, so I think that I give Tommy the edge because he's got, he's got Jacob Ross, who is a leader. You know, John, you said he was a nice player. I've talked about him over and over, but, you know, I think I think everybody can agree that that he's good. He just he's got that size disadvantage, you know. And then they've well, got. I think he's he's a good he's a really good high school player, really good high school player. Yeah. Obviously, the size is going to stop him. He's going to limit his, his opportunities at the next level. Yeah. But you can get a lot done with a kid like that. He's a good player now. Man, he reminds me so much of Nick Rustock from Cubcast. Same same game. Um. And then and then Jay. John Central's got Isaiah May and Corey Van Hoos are, you know, they're double trouble. They they could either one score 30 on any given night. They're they're both just good. Um, like I said, Pikeville's got Riley Salmons, that freshman that I told you about. He had 17. And set coming out and score 17 as a freshman is pretty good. So um, I think they – and they've got Lincoln Hall. I think they've got a bright future. And like I said, I'm just kind of waiting to see what Paintsville's got in their bag. Um, moving on to the 16th region, Elliott County and Ashland are my top two picks. Elliott County's got Corbin Spencer, who I talked about earlier. He's just gonna, he's basically gonna score at will on most teams in this area. Um, yeah. Ashland, Ashland's got a senior, Devontae Robinson, who's also really good. So, re, so that's a toss up between those two teams for me, but I am gonna give the edge to Elliott County. Elliott County kind of has that tradition of winning, and you know, in the Rick Mays era, they, they made it to the Sweet 16 a couple of times. I just, well, they've been back since their coaching change. They, you know, they I, have. I think, they I think have. the big thing for Ashland, you know, Ashland, you know, they have a new coach. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how those kids, you know, transition over. Um, yep. 
you know, to Coach Mays. I know Jason Mays. He was he coached in, in the Lexington area. Um, he did, he was an assistant. and he coached he was an college assistant. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was an assistant at Georgetown College. He was an assistant at Kentucky Wesleyan. And then last year when, when Coach Osborne got sick and had to step down, you know, Coach Mays took over the Wesleyan program, did a pretty good job. Um, he was mm-hmm. an assistant at LCA for a couple of years, so they were in our district and when I was at Dunbar. So he's a knowledgeable basketball guy. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a tough job. Actually, it's a tough job because – you know, they have high it, they have high expectations over there, and they, they do. Know, they're a traditional power, and mm-hmm. you know it's just that that's a tough job. And, and those people, you know, they went to the regional championship game last year, and they got a new coach. So you know, it's just and, and we talked about it last year. It was in Boyd County. They played like eight times. You know, Boyd beat them, it, beat them at the end. You know, when it mattered. But um, you know, that's a tough job. But I, I, they got some talent. Robinson Robinson kids are really good. We 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 played them last year. We played them again this year. Um, he's definitely, uh, he comes from a basketball family. You know, his sisters, his oldest sister plays at Colorado. His middle sister is a freshman at UofL playing. So their, their whole family is just, that's a basketball family. Right. I'm hoping that Ashland kind of closes their revolving coaching door and gives somebody time to dig themselves in and kind of reestablish that power that they've been in years past. You know, in the 90s, you know, Ashland, was in the state finals. Here's the, so here's the I, thing that people don't understand. Like Ashland has won. I think Owensboro has won the most regional championships in mm-hmm. the state. Ashland's Ashland up there, second. though. Ashland's second, I believe. But Ashland hasn't been to the state tournament since 2002, which is just crazy to think about, that it's been that long since Ashland's been to the state tournament. I mean, and to me, that means that you you should probably – you know, get it, get somebody that knows what they're doing, but give them time to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel I'm like sure. I feel like it's time for that, and I feel like I feel like that Coach Mays is is the guy to do it. I don't really I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but I know him. I know he's got a great basketball mind. He's got the resume to do it. Great guy, good character. I mean, you wouldn't want anybody different to represent the Ashland program. So I'm hoping that they give him four or five, six years to kind of restore what Ashland used to be. So right. um, I agree. I, I mean, you know, yeah. I think basketball in Kentucky is better when Ashland is good. You know, we talk about that kind of stuff. You know, when Ashland is good, it's better for Kentucky. You know, mm-hmm. just in fact, that's what I feel about it. I hope we beat them, obviously, so I hope you're not good that night. But, you know, whatever. And, and speaking, speaking of the 16th region, though, I'd like to kind of – I'd like to give props props to Pete Fraley because I got to watch his girls team play today and man he's got a team and a half he had a girl drop 40 and I can't remember yeah, her name Savannah, but she's, she's Savannah a Anderson she's going to Marshall yes. yeah she's a good player I think she had 44 so yeah. I saw that's that on unreal to me before we started, before we started yeah. and I saw she had a big night Pete Fraley's he a good did. dude his daughter his daughter played at Marshall I think she still yeah. actually plays at Marshall um, Pete's a good guy he coached our junior girls all-stars um, this summer for us, so um, yep. I've known Pete, Pete for a while. Pete's he's, my he's guy, and I, I think he's been coaching about 25 years, but he's really done he's, some great things out there at Boyd County. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been a really long segment, but I think we need to get that out of the way. Josh gave us a lot of information, really good information about Western Kentucky that we've just not had in the past, and we're very thankful for that. Boys, do you have anything else to say? Is anything that's kind of upset you this week, or are we just all on a high because basketball season started? I've got 
I don't have anything that's Go ahead, John. I, I want to hear. I want to hear John's rant of the week. I don't have. Okay. A, I, I, I just want to let you all know that I will be renewing my Western Kentucky football season tickets now that they have fired that bum <laughs> of a coach that we had for the last two years. By uh, God, I'm so happy. Josh is upset because Josh wears visors and skinny pants like Mike Sanford did. But anyway, what? I'm really, I'm really, really, really <laughs> ecstatic that I can send Todd Stewart, the athletic director at Western Kentucky, my check for season tickets next year. Um, send it in a I thank just, you card. You daggone right. Um, I do want to say, though, in all seriousness, I know I kind of had a little bit of a personal jab or rant there on my 10th region for you. Coach Kelsey, it's all in love, baby. But, you know, you stacked your butt right there on the front row of Mason County and cheered against us. So don't be don't be coming in the kitchen if you can't handle the heat, baby. So um, I do want to give a shout-out to our group message guys. We forgot you last week. No, I was devastated. forget them. They pestered Man. me. They already asked me today, where's the podcast? I'm like, well, Kayla wasn't on the whole. She didn't get ready to go last night, so we had to delay today. But um, oh, they'll be looking, blame, they'll be looking blame forward Kayla. to So, you know, it's the beginning of the season for some of them as well, and I just can't wait to see how they handle it. Mr. 15, I rep in 15 different regions. He's back at it. You know, he's doing college. <laughs> he's doing girls. He's doing JV. He's doing middle school. You know, it's just it's an exciting time for everybody. Hey, I don't have anything listen. I'm mad about because mm-hmm. they fired Mike Sanford at WKU, and that makes me so happy. Um, I am a little bit upset that the Atlanta Braves spent $25 million on two guys that haven't really done anything since I was in high school. That's okay. But we don't talk about baseball on this podcast. But that's it. That's all I'm I got. all for talking about baseball. I got, I got one more shout-out I want to give to Ruth Ann Davis because she said she wanted to hear her name on this podcast. So, Ruth Ann, Ruth there you go. There's your Ruth Ann, you are the real MVP. You Even are. She, she is. She questions my ability to cook. Josh, she needs to get his brain check operation. Yeah. Listen, you know, you said we don't talk baseball on this podcast, but I'm gonna, hmm. I, I just got to gloat for one second. Yeah, guys, the Red Sox, about Kayla the Red Sox the Red won the World Series. Taylor's been a Red Sox fan since 2004. It's kind of funny how that works. No. Taylor's been a Red Sox fan since the 90s. Come on. Taylor played Little League Baseball. All right. Anyway. Josh, what do you got, Josh? Nothing negative. I'm going to give a little shout-out to a guy, Coach against and uh, the guy that uh, I think is is doing some pretty cool things. Metcalf County, Coach Brandon Brockman. Uh, the only thing you've heard about them in recent years is they had one of the state's longest losing streaks. Uh, he took over last year. Uh, they snapped that losing streak. I think they had hit him back like 35, maybe 40 games in a row before. And, uh, they got four wins last year. Opened up the season tonight with a win at Butler County and was like a 20 point hey. win, I think. So, I think it's hey, great to fight that. Hey, watch out for the fight JP Blevins, baby. Hey, his JP name, his banner, his picture is all over that gym, and it should oh, be bad. Dang uh, on right, it should be. It's uh, it's awesome to see that. Cause no, I mean, as we, we all coach and we're all competitive. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody likes to see anybody go through that, and, and, and to see their program go through that, and then to follow that up and start this season off with a win. And I'm happy for him. He's doing a great job. He's a hard worker. Kids are buying in. They're growing the program. It's just it's awesome to see, and I want to give him a shout out. Hey, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. 
I'm going to give a shout out to J.R. Van Hoose because it's impossible to be married to me yet. He does it every single day. So there you go. <laughs> hey, that's called prayer. I pray for yeah. J.R. That's not a shout out. That's facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Uh, that's all we've got for this week. Coach Kelsch, I love you, baby. Come see me. We come I, I love you, too, Coach Kelsch. And we that's love sincere. You, Coach, Kelsch. Coach Kelsch, I'm coming to the Devil Dome. I can't wait. Please. I love your videos. <laughs> I love them. They are awesome. I love them. I love you too, Brent Souter. Keep it real, baby. All right. Later, y'all. See you next week. Peace.